Speaking the Language of Leadership Read by the author and coach Colin Luthard Chapter 12 Ahead of Time Two years later, Tuesday, June 5, 1928, the coach was greeted, Cookwell, Willkommen on board, by the tall blonde stewardess from Scandinavian Airlines while he was boarding flight SK674 bound for Arlanda. It had been two years now that the coach had regularly taken a flight northbound to Stockholm and by now it felt very familiar to him. He smiled back and said, good evening, back to her and started to move down the aisle. As he passed her, he looked at the blue and grey SS uniform and thought she must have been wearing this uniform for many years. She looked like an experienced flight personnel that had seen it all. How would she live up to the current challenges SAS was facing, the coach wondered. From the corner of his eye, the coach saw the flight attendant pick up the microphone to make an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on board flight SK674 bound for Stockholm Arlanda. It is already late and we want to have this flight ready to meet our slot time. When you have found your seat row, please step aside and let the following passenger pass. This way, we can get you to Stockholm on time. The coach smiled to himself as he recognized the pattern of the sentences. They were matching the four signs of a message. He found his row and slumped in his seat, 4A. It was getting late and the flight was not due to land before 10 o'clock in the evening. But at this time of the year, the coach didn't care about that so much. It was summer and the daylight lingered on until late in the evening. In fact, he was looking forward to see the summer sunset in Sweden again. It must have been seven months since the coach had last been to see the people at GGC. For the first two years, they had been running regular sessions, practically monthly. But during the last year, the management team had agreed only to do two sessions a year to maintain the focus. The coach was looking at his notes from the different sessions, wondering where the team were in their process. Apart from the management team, there was the middle management team and a group of specialists and team leaders that had followed the training. They had done their own journey around his four sides of leadership. He was very curious to see if the managers actually saw any changes between themselves and the people. He pulled a print that Mark had sent him in September of the previous year. The coach had it hanging over his desk and he referred to it on different occasions in discussions in and out of GenConvert. It showed a diagram with the development of the revenues, margin and expenses over the past three years. The diagram showed an impressive turnaround of the figures. The revenues had reached 35 million euros from previous 28 million. The margins at DGC had practically doubled and the expenses were dropping continuously. This was an impressive diagram. The management team must have been very proud of these results. Interestingly, the coach remembered several discussions with other managers when he tried to connect the turnaround to the training that had been done. But he was met with rejection and doubt. It was hard for others to believe that this had been done without any investment in personnel or machines. During the session ahead of him, the coach was hoping to find evidence. The coach felt the Boeing 737-800 reduce its speed and start the descent towards Arlanda. It was already well after 9.30 in the evening when the coach pushed up the blind from his window and glimpsed out. The sunlight was pouring in and the coach had to squint to look out. When his eyes had adjusted to the brightness, he was able to look down. It was a cloudless evening and he could see clearly to the ground. The haze of the evening sun took away the colors from the ground and everything appeared in different tones of grey. 
The coach knew that when flying towards Stockholm there were many lakes to be seen towards the west, but even this image stunned him. Due to the sunlight and the evening breeze on the ground, every lake appeared like a patch of silver glistening amid the grey colour on the ground. There were so many glistening spots, some round, others long, many joining up to larger spaces, others were so big that they had grey areas in the middle. There were so many islands too. He could make out the channel towards Södertälje and he tried to imagine where Fyodor's slot would be. Then his eyes caught the lake Melan that was reaching towards the horizon in the west. Its silvery waters, channels and bays stretched across the countryside in northwest to southeast direction, as if a giant had scarred the ground with his fingernails and the earth was bleeding silver. Ladies and gentlemen, we are starting our descent to Arlanda and we expect to be on the ground at 20 to 10. That would be 15 minutes ahead of schedule. Please return to your seats and switch off all your electronical equipment. The coach had stopped listening, he was thinking. It had probably not been easy to get all the SAS staff to focus on punctuality and actually mention their achievements every day, but it was paying off. Despite the experience of the crews, they were still able to learn new things. If the flight attendant had not urged the people to find their seat quickly and step aside while boarding, chances had been that they could have missed their slot. They would have had to wait. Small changes in behavior can have a large impact in the long run. He was really curious to meet the people from DGC again. Hi, I'm Coach Colin. I'm here to help you master your leadership. Now, this was a very short chapter, but still there's something in there that I would like to address because I would like to make you aware of this principal choice that you have as a leader. You are listening to this because you are a leader who realizes that you would like to have better results or you would like to reach higher goals with your team and you're looking for a better, safer, faster way to achieve that. That is why you're here. Now, if you look around, you realize that many managers do one principal thing in that situation and that is they reorganize. And now I'm not going to go into detail about what a whole reorganization means to the people and so on. I'm just going to give you a super summary of some results to show you how misleading the beliefs can be when thinking about the benefits of a restructuring. It is based on a survey published by Harvard Business Review where they analyzed that 30% of the Fortune 500 companies had undergone a major restructuring. Over the first two years from announcing the restructuring, these companies had lost an amazing 39% of the return on their assets. And on average, they only got an increase of a meager 11% of the return of assets after three years. Let's say that slowly again. They lost 39% of the return of their assets. This means that as a manager, you have two levers that you can push. And you have to know the consequences of pushing one or the other lever. The lever A is a traditional one, which is to reorganize. When you push that one forward, you have to know that within the coming two years, you're going to lose 39% of the return of your assets. That means the effectiveness of your teams measurably is going to go down. 
other lever, as documented in this story, means coaching and developing the competence of your teams. Here, the figures show that over the period of two years, by coaching and training the management teams, the investment of 10% in their time got a return of plus 47% of the return of assets. Let's compare this. On one side, you're going to lose 39% of the return of the assets, and on the other side, you're going to win and gain 47% of the return of assets. Our illusion as managers is, if we reorganize and we do that presentation of the new org chart and draw those boxes and tell everybody where it is, the organization has adapted to that change, they know what to do, and we get more efficient, we get better results, and so on and so on. That, I'm sorry to say, is an illusion. I don't say that you never have to reorganize. There are situations when you have to do that. But we prefer to follow that illusion because we don't really understand the consequences and the way how to do the other change by coaching and developing the management team to become leaders. That's where you have an opportunity to grow and become more effective and increase the return of your assets by, in this case, 47% without reorganizing, without investing, without changing anything in your company, just by focusing on your people. Now it is up to you. Which option do you choose? You have been listening to a chapter of Speaking the Language of Leadership, read to you by the author and coach, Colin Lutart. If you would like to know more about Speaking the Language of Leadership or the method presented in this book called Its Four Sides of Leadership and reach out to me, Coach Colin, then you simply write an email to language at itsforsides.com. That's language at itsforsides.com. And we'll take it from there. Take care.